Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. We've got the Trends hey, Iori podcast. Right. It's number 177. Yeah, I have my overlays a little messed up. I realized there was like an, an emergency the other night. Trent's supposed to have a little name tag, too. I don't know why that disappeared, but uh, maybe it'll show up soon. Anyway, I had to format, and I forgot about it. Trent, I don't even think I ever told you this story, but I had like an emergency computer crash one night during the Dota Pit coverage, and one of my hard drives no. got all screwed up, and I couldn't... It's it's complicated to explain what happened, but I made a mistake and I couldn't undo it. So I had to quickly format. I had to reinstall everything. And luckily, most stuff is in the cloud. But I realized today that um, I had never really set up the Trenton Zayori overlays in my new Streamlabs OBS. What I was doing was just going back and forth and using the old one for the podcast. And I would switch to uh, Streamlabs when I was doing my personal stream. And uh, yeah, so it was you know a classic Moonduck sprint uh, 10 minutes before going live to get everything set up. It feels good. That's buddy. how we do. It's exactly why, how we Why do. does your camera look like fucking 10 out of 10? What's going on here? My camera Damn. or your camera? Yeah, dude. No, your quality. Your quality oh. is of this world i'm you just got, like nice frames and yeah. you know what it's probably because i'm just used to looking at you on vmix that's why that is actually what it is and most yes, people guaranteed. don't know what we're talking about i had that same revelation that you did um at one point during the season where you said man dota is just so beautiful and i think theban was like what are, what are you talking about of course it's beautiful you're like yeah but like I'm talking vmix sucks i'm just like looking <laughs> at dota on my computer and it's like we watched most of the dpc season on like uh yeah. What what is it? It's it's like it's not even 720. It's like a 480. Yeah, it's like 480ish probably. Maybe somewhere in between. I don't know. Well, Somehow the, the frames aren't smooth either. It's like yeah. uh, it's not even like a low frame rate. It's like a choppy frame rate. It's designed to just be like an online preview, not like a and full it blown. It does yeah. work. I mean, I can watch the games. It's fine, but. If yeah. you spend 10 hours watching games in that quality and then you just play one game on like 1080p or 1440p with you know, over 100 frames, maybe a 160 hertz monitor or something, you're like, oh, yeah, this is what the game's supposed to look like. Yeah, that, that's been me. That's been me the last couple of days. But how are you? Yeah. But I feel like we haven't podcast in fucking forever. Yeah. What have you been doing? I know. How's life? Um, nice hat. Thank you. Yeah, dude, I'm so tired. I literally sat down, put these on, didn't even realize I was still wearing a hat. That's the point I'm at in life. Life's good. Busy. Very, very busy. Uh, I basically just look after my kids all day because uh, when we were doing DPC, somewhere around like the three-week mark or the four-week mark, I think. No, it was the, I think it was the third week. There was a big COVID spike where I lived, and so daycare shut down. So like you were allowed if you were like working and stuff, you were allowed to keep your kids in. But they were really, really asking anyone who could possibly do it to please take their kids out, which makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, so. So you guys did. So we took the kids home. Plus, you know, I'd rather have my kids at home when there's a big COVID spike going around. So right. uh, we brought the kids home. And then whenever I wasn't working, I was looking after the kids. And when I was working, we were able to get my wife's parents to help out and look after the kids. Um, we managed to get the schedule working so that it worked out. It was great. Uh, but. My life just became DPC and looking after kids, and that is very tiring. And so by the end of the day, you're yeah. so tired. It's like I can't even play Dota when that tired, dude. Like I just know I'm not gonna have fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> if I'm that tired. Well, playing Dota. You just feel bad, and then like you get yeah. it like starts that nasty cycle. You get frustrated. Mm -hmm. That kind of makes you a little more on edge dealing with your teammates. They're more frustrated because they can see you're not playing well, and you yeah. can see you're not playing well, and you just want to play well. So yeah, it's a good call to just like play Smash or do something else. Or yeah, yeah. So I've just been know, like go outside. Chilling. 
At least the playoffs started. But yeah, so that was like a brutal three-week grind. Like, plus I work every day with the DBC. Well, and you were doing NA. NA. Dude, I was feeling it by the end. I'm only doing SA. How the fuck did you do NA and SA and dad uh, time? Like, I don't the understand. Power of, the power of this. That's, that's what gets me through it. The power of the cash money wow. fuels me. Wow. Was the yeah. NA pay solid? Was it comparable to what we got paid for SA? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was good. Dimes were good. Okay. I was good at the McKenzie household. I get it a little bit, but now that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. a hell of a. I don't know if I could have done it, though, man. That, uh, it was very tiring and, uh, it took a lot of effort from everyone, but it's good. So that's fun. Now we, we chill, uh, and obviously enjoy the major. And you know what, man? Two seasons of SA and NA. Oh, that was good, Dota. And Dude. you know what? SA overall had the higher level of Dota, which really surprised me. It's true. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't you saw even it. close. You saw it in the lower division, especially. I, I think a lot lower of the other regions. Well, yeah, the, a lot of other regions, yeah. though, the lower division was, had this expected, like, nobody has expectations for the 10th to 16th team, really, in mm -hmm. any given region. Uh, and understandably so, but I think South America, especially in season two, season one was a little disappointing. It was 0900 dominating only to get DQ'd. So the end, the standings True. didn't feel super meaningful. But then season two, we swung hard the other mm -hmm. way, and it was so even towards the end that, yeah, we saw uh, the, the better teams kind of float towards the top, but it was highly competitive all the way through. And I, there were probably some moments where if you go back and looked at a critical lens, it's like, this wasn't competitive. These guys are both just terrible. And that's led to a really weird game state, which is now entertaining. But true. Uh, is, is this true, really true, competitive true. or is it really entertaining? I, I don't know. Mostly competitive. But I think we had a couple Clown Town series for sure. Yeah, we definitely did. It was uh, it was just good Dota. I don't know. It, it was strange to be so... Um, removed from the European scene for like mm -hmm. both seasons, essentially. Like I, I caught some games and stuff, but like I watched a cumulative I'm... two hours in two seasons. Yeah, like seriously, that's probably Actually. about where I, I, yeah. I was. I probably watched like you know, usually I'd watch like basically every single game of Europe, and between these two seasons, I probably saw like six or seven series total, maybe with like a real like critical like I'm watching this to learn yeah. lens. Um, because I usually work Europe because it works during the daytime, uh, where I live, so it's kind of perfect. So it was, uh, it was weird. I, I feel very disconnected from Europe and then suddenly inundated with all this ridiculous amounts of knowledge about SA and even more so into NA, which is kind of awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I'm really excited for this major and beyond for South America. And I feel like people hear me say that, like, oh, of course you'd say that. You've been covering it. You're always excited about what you're covering. I see your pattern. <laughs> but based on what we saw at the last major, is it like, uh, did you see what we play tweeted? I think it was this morning or maybe late yesterday, their percentage breakdown of like, it was like a Knoxville style chance to win. Oh, it was sort it the of Glico thing. thing that some guy put on Reddit? I think so. I, it looked yes, like probably. a Glico sounds like the right word. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, if, yeah, that's it. If you can pull it up, link me real fast. I looked at it earlier and sure. didn't bookmark it. But um, it, chat. it is very Chinese bias, right? Is that uh, mm. what I remember from the takeaway? So according to this breakdown, uh, chance to win the finals, take first place, gives LGD 37% chance, Vici 18% chance, Aster 16% chance, VP 9, Quincy 9, then EG 3, Alliance 3, IG2, mm -hmm. and then most other teams, it's one or zero. Uh, notables in the zero, no ping, TNC, Nigma, Beast Coast. Uh, is that Gambit, GMB? And then uh, Execration. Who's ASM, GMB? 
Uh, sorry, I wasn't looking. Oh, uh, it's a what is it? Monaco AS Monaco Gambit or whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it is Gambit. Yeah, I was right. All right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh. I don't. I don't know if this math makes sense or if this is accurate, but it's like crazy Chinese favored. I. I don't know. It's like I looked at that and went, huh. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think South America might do better than that. Yeah, we'll see, though. That's a good question. It does peg no paying at 48% chance to make top eight, and Beast Coast only 12% chance to make top eight. So I, I, that's interesting as well. Wow. I, <laughs> I love how it's 0% for Nick would have win. I just saw someone Nick would That's crazy. Yeah, 1% to make top four, 0% to even make the finals. This thing really does not believe... I think uh, the interesting part of that, too, was the wild card because it has an 81% that uh, VG will make it through, 49% for uh, IG, and then Secret. It's like literally 17% for Enigma, 7% for Gambit, and 1% for Execration to make it a wild card, which frankly isn't that outlandish. That's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. I mean, this they do this wild card is fucking crazy. I mean, I, I guess we can just dive right into talking about the major. I, I mean, major. <sighs> can we start with a another another, another lap how dumb is this setup <laughs> another lap of how fucking stupid wild card is I, I, we we're talking about it in the discord and, and somebody asked me like well, so what would you do and i said well it that's like a two-fold question if you're asking me all together i think you just ditch the wild card i think we you build it into some other online like more like redemption kind of tournament for the last slot or something you don't need to fly teams to land just to lose immediately then either send them home or have them sit there and watch all their friends kick ass at this tournament I think that that fundamentally sucks. So I would just get rid of that. And if you want to add extra stuff, make another wave of qualifiers. Now, if we're set on having this thing, mm -hmm. at the very least, I think it is time to just spread the love, right? We got six spots. We got six regions. I got five fingers. I think we should go one a region, Trent. It just makes sense, right? I, I, I think it's time. I think... <clears throat> I think secret being in the wild card makes it feel like the wild card's working as intended with the current slots, but I feel like snubbing specific regions in the wild card is a really yeah. easy layup to give people cannon fodder to say, look, Valve doesn't even care about these regions. Valve doesn't weird. believe like, in these regions. Why do you draw the line there? That part makes yes. no sense to me. Like, if you're just going to do this, you might as well just bring, like, literally the other two. Yes. Like, um. So, I, I don't know. I, I'm... I'm just not a big fan of this general format, but I digress. It's going to be hype at this specific major, and um, I I will concede that it's going to be cool. I look forward to watching the wild cards. <laughs> I mean, seriously though. I, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. It is fun to watch. They're just like, why do they exist? I mean, they, uh, do you, so? Do you agree with me? Is that a hot take that I just dropped there? That I think the I don't like the wild card, and if we're set on having it, I don't like that it's not quote fairly spread across the regions. Uh, I yes, get that China, I would, I would agree with, that and Europe are exactly. good, but I would rather just have a bigger group stage. Let them get knocked out in the group stage and figure it out that way. Yeah, like why? Why do we bother with this? Exactly. That's I. I think you you could alter qualifiers somehow a little bit if you want to, but yeah, just just extend the format to include these the teams. wildcard teams could just play first and last during the group stage they just get yeah. a shit schedule sure <laughs> there you go sorry secret you gotta play first and last every day 
Can you imagine? That'll that'll <laughs> level the playing so field. Oh, dude. They'd like. I'd rather just get eliminated. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. So who who are you actually pegging to make it out of the wild cards? Right. It's two of the six teams go: Nigma, uh, Secret, yes. Vici, Invictus Gaming, uh, IG, uh, Execration, and then Monaco Gambit. Um, oh man, dude! All the Phoenix was so good, but. Is it well, so secret? just to be clear, I noticed the WePlay tweet, guys. I took issue with this tweet. I thought about replying to it, but I just didn't feel like dealing with Twitter. Oh, uh, that's right. He didn't want to be the, the star yeah, They put Super will be standing in with a capital S, but I I mean, even though they put his real name, which should delineate, but obviously I don't know the real name of all the Chinese players or the North American players or any of the region players. I just know their tag. And they put Big S Super. It's a little S Super, guys. Big S Super is the coach for... Wait, no, I know this. He's on Elephant now. He was a coach, but now he uh, just got transferred to Elephant to play again, by the way. Big-ass super oh. Dragonite Viper player is going to be playing position five for the China super team. They kicked their one new guy, as by the way. As long as they got his name right, I think we're okay. Did, I know, did you? it's supposed to be little S. Well, you're right. Little you're S right. Super. Come on. It's, it's hard. I guarantee people will be confused. Guarantee. Probably. I mean, anyway. it's, that's one of those. There's, so, there's been so many name changes in China. I don't know why one of them doesn't just opt for the name change. That's you know a what I'm fair saying? point. One of them should take like paparazzi. If they maybe should... can become <laughs> I mean, this. like I, I feel like the options are limitless. Um, uh, so yeah, fair enough. Fair criticism. Um, mm. But who are you pegging here, bud? Are you going to give some hot take trick uh, predictions? No. Is or... it hot take to just say Vici IG? I was, oh, I was going to say Vici Secret. That, that was my, my layup answer. I don't know. You is, think IG will be a guarantee? Secret? I don't know if it's a guarantee. So we, all right, it sounds like we both agree Vici is a guarantee. As, I would think as so. far I mean, as it to goes. Be fair, I haven't watched that much China, but the stuff I do watch and what I do know of Vichy's, I just think they're super solid. I love all of their players. Yes. Um, so um, DY, man, if I could get a jersey of a Dota player, it might be DY. That guy just cracks me up. What, what a zero to hero story. So if I had to peg the wild card in, in order, I would say number one, Vichy, number two, Secret. I would. I think it's tight for three of Nigma IG because Nigma is one of those teams that does turn up on LAN. And I think factor that in. I put Nigma mm -hmm. three. I put Vici or uh, sorry Invictus four, and then Monaco Execration. I really don't know fifth slash six between those two. I, I'm you know I I, <laughs> and, I haven't watched. Well, I mean, room. hey, are you aware of what happened with uh, Gambit? By the way. Have you oh, heard this whole no, tale? I don't think so. Do tell, buddy. Tell you, are you on Wikipedia right now? I am, if you, sure. If yeah. you highlight, you'll notice that there's currently Lornov and BZZ on Gambit, whereas they did have wow. Noan and Seneco. Noan and Seneco left the team uh, after they qualified. I'll have to bring Why? up the uh, specific article. So this was what um, they released a statement on the official Gambit Twitter that said, uh, they'll be replacing them. It is hard for us to believe in what is happening right now, but this is the reality of Dota 2 CIS scene in 2021. Seneca wanted to leave the team after the unsuccessful start of the DBC Season 2, but the organization managed to convince players to switch roles and finish the season together, which allowed us to qualify for the Major. In spite of that, Akbar and Vladimir refused to go to Kiev and express their desire to leave Gambit. Given the situation, we see no reason to hold the players whose contracts expire at the end of DBC Season 2. We kindly ask our fans to express as much support as you can to our team at the upcoming major. So apparently, and I believe this was uh, something tweeted up by Soneko, but I'm just going to paraphrase because I haven't read it in a couple days. But essentially, he wanted to leave after they were like 0-3 or something, and he thought the team was just bad. Uh, and wow. uh, But they played out the season anyway because you kind of have to. 
and now Soneko and uh, no one are joining Navi. Wow. Well, I'm glad they played so it Sineko out. And no one, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's one of those like it is really bad form to just give up, uh, and I, I think that's pretty shitty. You know. Yeah, it's still lame to send your team to the major without. I don't know. Um, like I guess they just see it as a waste of time, which is fair enough, I suppose. I guess they did their time. They played their season or whatever. Yeah, I guess it's like a middle step. It could be shittier, but it is still kind of shitty. Is that fair? Mm. Uh, that so? Yeah. Okay. Um, wow, what but a yeah, shit that's sandwich. Weird. Uh, I would take VG1, IG2, Secret 3, Enigma uh, 4, Monaco 5, and Execration 6. All right, so you're on the China hype train. I haven't watched I'm too much. IG is really that good, huh? Okay. I think so. I mean, they won the last major. Yeah. And as good as Ollie was, Super is their coach. And, uh, you know, I'm, <sighs> you know, he's a traditional, at least he's a like traditional support player. Yeah. So I, I believe he can handle it. Maybe my Western bias is showing. I don't know. I have this weird kind of like secret enigma or land teams. like they, But at the same time, they've both looked at China, yeah china just always plays on land you know yeah oh yeah fair that's i don't know all right um let's let's go group stage bud let's just keep mm -hmm. on going let's uh, do our little informal predictions here we got uh liquid lgd tnc team spirit eg Ooh. and beast coast right in the group stage obviously two teams from wildcard will be joining that list of six mm -hmm. and uh, how many teams come out of the group stage to move forward six, six. okay so yeah. that's kind of a lot. Only the bottom two of the group stage get eliminated. Yeah, and then they put the top two in the upper bracket, and they do that draw thing again, like last time. Okay. So it is an eight-team round robin. Yeah, I do. That that was kind yeah. of weird. Um, yeah. All right, so maybe a, a way to frame this is, like, which two teams of the eight do we think will be eliminated from the group stage? I don't think it'll be the wildcard teams. I think it'll be... Spirit I agree, actually. Plus one. Honestly, I think it'll probably Spirit and uh, TNC. If, uh, maybe Liquid. I would probably have a hard choice between Liquid or TNC. I'm going to go I, Spirit. I haven't watched very much South. Spirit, TNC. I, I do think Beast Coast should be okay. I think EG should be okay. Liquid will probably have some really tense, stressful games, but I think they'll make it. Uh, and yeah, the Chinese teams that come up and LGD, I think should be just fine. Sorry, spirit. Liquid, Liquid's the only team I could see win this group or come dead last. Hmm. I don't see that with any other team. I know, yeah, I know, I know OG or EG would never come last. Um, maybe beast coast, but I also don't think they'd win it, but I, uh, I could completely see liquid top or bottom. I really have no idea with these guys. Uh, hmm. and that was even before they added Sumail. So who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Archie, they're not getting a point penalty for TI. Um, FYI. Thoughts about top um, two in the groups. Uh, I think LGD is probably a safe bet there, sort of a front runner. I mean, you could say LGD Vici. That, that might be your most likely top two, and that's super safe. Also a super boring answer. For a top two of the group? Yes. Uh, EG and probably LGD, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Boring. So you'll go EG over Vici. Yes, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Dude, good. EG's insane. They're very, very good. I think they might be better than Quincy. In fact, I think they probably are better than Quincy Crew. Whoa. Quincy Crew just got tossed by back for the win. Not even kidding. I mean, that literally saved that game. They lost. They lost that game. All right. Real quick aside on that. 
so I feel like that has always been a bug. I know you can sort of argue about like bug versus like game mechanics stuff kind of forever, but like specifically the puck buyback jaunt and the weaver buyback time lapse, I would argue are both game mechanics. Fundamentally, they are not bugs. It is not a bug right. to be able to buy back and jaunt to the orb. Yeah, I have no idea why people bring up the orb. That's a completely different situation. Yeah. That's literally that's not the same at all. Yeah. You're you're using the the it it has to happen quickly, but fundamentally you're choosing to do it. Right. So this buyback tiny thing is like in that situation, he was not trying to do that. As everyone knows, evidenced by the immediate TP, he bought back yes. and tried to TP into the fight and then realized, wait, what the fuck? I'm in the fight. Holy yeah. shit. So like that right there, that that's why that's a bug. It's 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 so hard to do that in like a, we're setting this up, we're gonna replicate it, we're gonna abuse it's this to win dumb the game. Luck if it happens, exactly. And then it has the yeah. chance to break games. And I always hated that like the fundamental argument of well because Valve never patched it, it's definitely a game mechanic and not a bug. It's like no, I do they think, just don't I think catch the term every bug. It's perfectly. I don't necessarily know if I'd call it a bug, and I don't think I'd call it a game mechanic. It's a I think feature feature. To me has always been it exists in dota as it is it's kind of like this whole discussion about online gambling existing it's like well there's no <laughs> law against it yeah. in texas so what does that mean that's kind of what toss buyback was it's like there's no law against it yeah but it's like it's a feature yeah actually uh... i just that's the stupidest argument dude it's clearly you die in the air and you respawn the fat when your body hits the ground that's Oh, buddy, just just don't. I know what you're trying to say. It's like it, it technically isn't a bug. What are you talking about, dude? It's like, well, you respawned where your body was, and when you were able to buy back, your body was there, so that's where you went. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, be smarter. I, you know what? <laughs> Come on, dude. I don't know. And there's there's probably some other really good examples that were in the game for a while. And obviously, that the Chen uh, Pudge Fountain Hook is like the quintessential example, and that one is probably the the best like fifty fifty on the line. Is it a bug or a mechanic? Because it's like the hook is moving, and it's all it's all like. You can sort of see how yeah. it works. It is game mechanics. It's a little bit buggy. It was just too strong, so they removed it. Valve removing it or not removing it isn't necessarily like this. This it, It's just the final, this is too broken to be in the game, not necessarily. This caused a major issue. Yeah. you know, it, It's sort of like yeah. the fusion rune. That wasn't a bug. It was just designed to have a potential one-time crazy breakpoint that was so stupid it broke a game. Just so happened that game oh, had that a, a really, really like big weight attached to it. And Morphling was the one hero that could abuse that mechanic at whatever what was it? Not, 90 minutes, 75 minutes, or I don't even remember some anymore. Some stupid, yeah, I don't know. But you know, hitting yeah. for like 1500 and just destroying shit, just crippling buildings. So um <laughs> th that's not a bug, but Valve removed it because it was too broken. Uh, so that was totally a feature, right? Fusion Rune was like uh, that oh, was game design. Fusion Rune was a game. That was bad yeah, game that was design. That, that was exactly a mechanic. This was just a holdover of like, oh, haha, -ha, this just happens and it's funny. And then it's like, oh, that was really yeah. bad. We should probably get rid of that now. Definitely. So I'm, so. I'm glad they got rid of it though. Um, and yes. I had forgotten about the Timber Saw one. I don't know if you had ever seen that in a, like a game that you cast. Oh, before. dude, that one happens a lot. I, I that one, I'm not as sure about. I actually was kind of surprised they removed that one because I thought that one was more skill based, personally. It is, but that it, one's I don't think it fits any conceptual like I don't like Puck's thing you're is always supposed to be a relocation tool. I don't think Timbersaw's thing is supposed to be a global relocation tool. That's pretty fucking busted. And it's Timbersaw too. You just come right back in the middle of a fight, like, oh Jesus, dude. 
Yeah, it's but so it's busted. really hard to do. I mean, sometimes it'd be dumb luck, but other times you'd see people do it intentionally. Like I can definitely remember Ice Ice doing it intentionally. You a could definitely times do it intentionally. Matches. Yeah. So yeah. that that one I was a little surprised by. Okay. Um, All right. But uh, I'm fine with it being gone either yeah. way. Any uh, anyway, yeah. I yeah. um. So you're so, yeah, right. I actually think EG is probably a little bit better. If not, they're either way. They're both very very close, which puts EG up at the top of these teams rather than you know in this group stage mix to me. A little more experience. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, so, dude, the playoff direct seeds. This is, I mean, if you could have bet on who's going to be directly seeded to the major like this, this is one of the the craziest mix of teams. No Ping, Quincy Crew, Virtus Pro, yeah. T1, Aster, and Alliance. Um, I think Virtus Pro, okay, sure. That was you know, kind of a repeat from the last major. But all these others, um, like... You know, Alliance, I guess that we should maybe mention the asterisk there. We haven't done a podcast since that big news <laughs> dropped, what, buddy. Sir? What? You wanna you wanna give your hot takes here about Alliance and their sixth man? You wanna talk about No Tail and his his lovely, lovely tweets? Jeez, I the, can't believe we haven't talked about all that. I know, yeah. dude. You ready for it? Yeah. We we just did that it's whole so aside on tiny buybacks here. This is like a, a whole level deeper. Um I don't know, man. Uh my my I'll give you if I was tweeting on the day, my thoughts were I do think Mitter Meepo took it a little bit too far. Uh Seb still shouldn't DM him that kind of stuff. Not I I'm surprised at how like offended everyone acts by what he said. I don't I don't know why everyone's so mad. Like everyone acts like it's the worst thing ever he said. Did I F your girl or what? Like to me that's not very offensive. It's more like a, what did I do that made you so angry? And he's just putting it in a context. I don't know why that's taken as being so insanely offensive. Yeah. To me, that part was really weird. I don't get that. Um, but yeah, he still shouldn't have done it. I don't think Mitter Meepo should have leaked the DMs because that's just never a good look. But at the same time, Seb is a very powerful person in the esports industry, so he shouldn't be DMing people in the first place. So it's his own fault for that. You can't expect privacy when you're essentially It's also a social sort media of guy. Harassing a guy. You know, like if like, you're talking like if you're talking to Alex Jones, you know he's looking to make content out of anything you say that's stupid. So you like don't Exactly. You wouldn't DM Alex Jones some emotional rant because you know he's just going to leak it and like do like they're like clear AOC not to be to they're uh, debating you know Taylor Green right clear bait. It was sort of like yeah. the Andy Milanakis thing where I said some mean stuff. He tweets some really mean shit at me. I DM him an apology and then he just blocks me and ignores me. It's like okay maybe I hurt his feelings, but that was also like yeah. a little bit of a bait to see if I would flip out and like maybe DM him something stupid. Then he would leak it. Like if, if you think a step ahead, you can kind of see those traps coming. And if you're talking to somebody whose life is based on posting meme content, you might want to, I don't know, think that they're not above posting that shit, <laughs> right? Am I crazy? You know, I agree with you that it, it's not a great look, but at the same time, it's not necessarily unexpected for somebody in that role. Is that? Oh, yeah, no, 100%. You yeah, know? you definitely should not have DM them. I, I don't really, you know, personally, maybe I just wouldn't have done it, but I, I don't necessarily blame him because I think it's more, it's yeah. way more on Seb's fault. Yeah, um, and he should have just contacted Secret. Um, I mean, I get that he felt like they had a history, and so he thought like, "Well, why do you hate me now?" or something. But then that part is I all. Mean, dude, this is even like you. a step after uh, all the stuff with Alliance, right? So the TLDR on the whole Alliance situation, right? Apparently, DreamHack decided to change the rules of that allowing coaches up, to be in rooms, and they sent it out to the teams just so, as like a byline and an email blast. Can Most we talk of the teams about why didn't that read it. 
yeah, sure. As, I mean, I, let's just I assume, think I know. I think it's pretty safe that they literally just took their CSGO rules and were updating their CSGO rules and were like, oh, yeah, we should change this for Dota too. And they just changed it for Dota because there well, was so much cheating happening in Counter-Strike. I, yeah, well, I think they also realized that on LAN, that is policeable remotely. It is very yeah. hard to police. Not impossible, but very hard. And with all these games, you know, like 16 teams, two regions, it's like, do we really give a fuck about this? If given the choice, no, we don't. So let's just do it. It's way easier for us if we can just let them do it and then we don't have to think about it. So let's just do that. No big deal. We win for everyone. Yeah, I get why OG are so upset because it is an insane yeah. thing that you got that they were playing with that and I uh yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised that Alliance played with it without more like like I mean according to Alliance they even clearly asked like are you serious? This is really the rule. So yeah. There you go. I so Fair that, enough. that's the thing. I it I remember this coming up in the Discord and a lot of people saying like well, if that's the rules, that's the rules. And it's like, yes. However, internally, like within the player's circle and like the tournament system, this topic has been brought up a lot. Over the last like, yeah. what, three, four years, it has been because it's happened in other games. Some teams have said they want coaches during live games. Other teams have been vehemently against it. It's been pitched mm -hmm. to Valve in a lot of different ways. A lot of people have laid in on it. And I think Valve has been very clear that they're not into it. They do not want coaches in live games. They don't want them in drafts. You can be there in between games, but they don't like the element of the sixth man, the shot caller that can just keep track of everything. And that's like, yeah. I, so that might not have been published. Like maybe no player wrote a blog about that. But if you're a tier one player, if, if you're Loda, you know those conversations have taken place and you know that stance. So it should raise a serious red flag if you see that in the byline of an email. And it's just like, guys, this fundamentally changes Dota. I, and like, I, I think that's worthy of putting spotlight on beforehand. I, I can't what? help but think there was some like, okay. And it's like, you're sort of, you're not hiding it, but you're also not publicizing it either. You're kind of trying well, to play both sides a little bit. Here's what I'll say is that they apparently, according to them, they instantly contacted them and, and clarified that rule with ESL. And so they said, are you serious? That's the thing. And so when ESL told them that, they said, yes, that is the rule. ESL, I'm sure, probably said in the current global pandemic and in the online environment, we have no way of policing every single team accurately. So we're just removing the rule for online gameplay. See, and if you hear that, isn't as that Alliance, worth you're a run be up like, the ladder, though? See, I, I think I, that's where if you're Alliance. They, that is the ladder, dude. Well, you know no, what so, I mean? So that begs the question of like, what is the authority limit of these third-party DPC organizers. It should beg the question, well, does ESL have the authority to change a rule that I fundamental? I think if you're, if you're a team, you think they do. You probably think they cleared it with Valve. Let's be real. They probably, probably. thought, like... But aren't something... Uh, what, so, all right, what, what if ESL said, all right, guys, new rule, you can't kill Roche before 15 minutes. If you do that, you, you lose the match. <laughs> Right. And so you laugh because that sounds so like like no way you wouldn't I think believe that it. Harder to make a comparison because it's like something that's so like I, I'm trying to think of a better example. All right. Like what if it was like macros? Okay. Maybe that's a good example. Sure. What that they just allow macros the now? Same thing. Yeah. yeah that what if the they rule put is... the byline that macros okay. were allowed? Fair. That's a much better example. Way way less egregious. You, that should yes. that should ring some bells though because that is fun. Like you know people have been banned for that. That should fundamentally ring alarm bells in your head and go. Okay, yeah. ESL, I don't want to say you're full of shit, but like I need 
I need something from the frog that says this is true because this goes against everything we've seen in Dota before. And I think so now, the, the six man is 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 in that territory, dude. Like it, right, I, but let's say that's that worthy of a macro. tweet. Right. But is it? I mean, if they got that notice yes. and they then they message ESL and say, hey, ESL, so why is this happening? And ESL give them a very reasonable explanation that they can't police on everyone, so it wouldn't be fair to the teams that are abiding by the real rules. Then you'd be like, oh, okay, I guess that makes sense. So it, Do you think they'd instantly tweet about it and be like, I can't believe ESL is allowing macros? It, isn't it, wouldn't it be Maybe. kind of like, so it, to, to reference the whole Jericho thing, right? Uh, Dota Pit has banned Jericho from their events as a third-party tournament organizer, but Valve hasn't ruled on whether or not Jericho is lifetime banned from all Valve events as a match fixer like mm -hmm. the other people that have been caught, right? Now, now, Dota Pit has done it right. They said, hey, we're going to ban him from our stuff. We've moved it up the ladder. Now it's on Valve to tell us what to do beyond that. What if Dota Pit had said, no, these guys are lifetime banned? Should we accept that or should we go, all right, well, hold on. Can you actually say that? Do you, do you have the power to lifetime ban someone? I need, I need just a little verification yeah. to buy that. Again, I th there's no perfect one-to-one -one comparison, but I think the no. six man is fucking fundamental, man. I think it's so it is huge. Like, it's so huge. Anything, like, let's say that the situation was reversed and it was the macro. I probably would have, if I had to think of the most egregious example, it would probably be the sixth man. Yeah. <laughs> like, what have ESL put out this rule? There's no way some team would play that. They'll go to Twitter and be like, this ruins the integrity of Dota. Well, you and it's, you got to remember, especially online, like you can just like write down timers. You can look oh, up insane. anything. You have access to all this data. You can look at you can heat literally maps, like, like it be in the middle of the game and be like, yo, what does he build after BKB on this hero? And you could look at his Dota Pro Tracker, like the stuff he does. Data is insanely powerful when someone can yeah. access it in real time and just be in your ear like that while you're playing. It, it takes away a certain element of feel and like the part of the difficulty of dota is it's a game where your bandwidth is maxed out you need to do more than you're able to do that's yeah. that's what makes it so fucking hard so if somebody can take away a big chunk of that stuff you need to do and just simplify it for you uh, it, it 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 it's a big game changer it's man crazy. big it game. so uh so to circle back i understand why no tail and seven og were so upset however I think they handled yeah. it very poorly. They they directed their anger completely the wrong way. Yes. It is not on Alliance. It is mostly on the TO. Like, really? Yes. I, don't even, I wouldn't even blame the teams who missed this in the email because it's such an insane thing to be put in, like, a random email. Yes, yes. you should read all your emails, but it was also yes. put in a terrible spot, clearly. Yes. Uh, but it's their own fault in the end. Yes, uh, um, but still, and it's like that, and mostly the TO's fault. Well, times it, ten, and it's easy to say it's the TO's fault now because what happened? They reverted the rule back. So once it became public, everybody got to say their piece. Valve, I think, weighed in in some back channels and said, "All right, guys, this is fucked. You get this the hell out of here." And they yeah. changed the rule for all the remaining matches of of that DPC season. So. Yeah, I, I think fundamentally the OG guys were right. Like, dude, there's no way. If you had tweeted about this before any of the games started, there's no way this would have ever like made it into the into the league. And I think that's true, but I think calling them cheaters is just like definitively not the right Alliance did not cheat. Straight up. It was in the rules. Like they followed the rules. No, that yeah, that, that was by cheat. definition yeah, not cheating. Up. 
That, so like they are not cheaters. So they really fucked up there. And calling them pussies was like the the stoop. That was the dumbest. Now Trent, listen. I have lost a Dota game, then doubled down and lost again, and then played again and doubled down again and lost again. And you're like, dude, I just lost like almost 200 MMR in two and a half hours. How is this possible? All right, that was like the equivalent of what No Tail did there. That was some terrible. Tw- that was like a Twitter quadruple down in the wrong direction. That was bad. I that just was real bad. So I, No Tail, I love you, man, but that was not the play. That was really rough to witness. I don't know why that was thought to be necessary. And then no like apology or retraction or like you know. All right, I think it's even still just out there. I guess I you gotta give the guy some credit for. Not deleting shit, but at the same time, it's like, man, I feel like there's a lot of easy layups here to just be like, sorry, guys, I lost my shit. You know? Yeah. You can, like, uh, <laughs> possibly the most cryptic tweet. I don't even, I don't even know what this was. I was surprised it stayed up as long as it did, and it's still there by, by Ebony. Did you catch that tweet that I just put in the chat? Century Ward and then the iceberg. True Sight was just the tip of the iceberg. Wow. Deep. She, uh, that was May 20th. Wow. I did miss this. Tweet, that was actually. the day of all that stuff. Thought that was very interesting. Wow. wow. I have to admit, that sneaky, did, that did make me chuckle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Oof. yeah. yeah. Oof. So, you know, clearly she used some thoughts about all that stuff. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, per yeah. per usual. I don't know. I I felt bad piling on a, a little bit to poor Seb, but at the same time, like I don't know. <laughs> I thought about it before bed, and I woke up and still felt like, yeah, I don't know. The tone of this is just not cool, man. And I feel like this is just like a general power dynamic PSA that we don't talk about enough. It's not. It's cool to do favors for people, but like try to contextualize that around anything else. Like imagine if every time I hung out with Ma and he mentioned his job at work and I made like snide remarks about, well, you know, like I did a lot to help get you that job or like, you know, Ma, you really owe me for like all those times I helped you out at Moonduck. It's like that is yeah, yeah, exactly that's really not cool. And like I would never do that. And I don't I don't know why people try to channel that energy. It's like even if it's true, you got to resist the urge to engage that like hanging shit over people's heads. So I don't know. It it hit a little bit, and then it Cap- was just bad all yeah. over the place. And then dude. Cap replied to my tweet, and then Seb replied to Cap's tweet, and I we all that. just like went hands off. Like, all right, I, I don't want to fucking touch this anymore. But like, goddamn, that was a really, yeah. you know, Seb's like a really high profile person. You know, like high uh, between OG and being a two time and all this stuff. Like, it's kind of insane. I see what you mean about being. What did you call it? The star of Twitter for a day. Or whatever, oh, dude. He was the star for like a week with, with the subreddit. Like, My God, the, the flow yeah. of communication is just like I mean, I don't even have notifications turned on on my phone, but it's like it's actually flowing faster than you can read it, and it's the full spectrum of people blindly praising Seb, people blindly hating Seb, bashing Cap, bashing me, praising Cap, praising me. I mean, it's truly the full spectrum of dialogue, and it's just bah 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 bah. And you're like. I can't read all of this. I don't think I even need to read all of this. It's mostly useless information, but that's that's like just the tip of the iceberg, I'm sure, of what Seb was experiencing, you know? And uh, I it just, I, I see why people get overwhelmed by that shit because it very quickly gets overwhelming if you're a person of of whatever, if you're notable like Seb, if, if people really give a shit about what you're doing and are invested in your career. Jesus Christ, man. Everyone's got an it opinion is- and they're not afraid to share it. 
it is crazy to think about like the, the negative because like so much of social media and news pieces now are crafted to incite negativity and like and that breeds interaction one way or another like yeah, people intentionally make mistakes in articles now to have you correct them to interact with the piece that's insane that's <sighs> messed up that kind of stuff right yeah so like imagine i'm gonna make a completely wild scenario here let's just pretend <laughs> that seb climbed a burning building and grabbed a baby and dove headfirst out a window and saved it okay okay all right he would receive less interactions on twitter from that than what he did and i'm again what i'm trying to point out is that it's crazy <laughs> how these people just like come out of the woodwork Yes. To uh, whenever something negative happens, it's crazy because everyone yes. just wants to like to. I don't know why. Why does everyone always want to talk about that kind of stuff so much more than positive things? You know what I mean? Totally. Like, no, why, I, why are we like that? I think you're absolutely right. I don't know why humans are like that, but it is so. But we are. Yeah, we're so like that. And it's not even just a Dota thing, right? It, it's like prolific in like most cultures just across like people love this like negative like think about the jersey shore i i have actually been re-watching the jersey shore on hulu as like <laughs> almost like a, in my head i'm role-playing like i'm writing my like I, i'm a college student and i'm doing some sort of analytical piece of you know how this content was so popular at the time and when you watch it from the, like an analytical lens like that you kind of get it because it's a manufactured yeah. train wreck where they take like the dumbest people possible and put them in the dumbest scenario possible and then take away their communication to the outside and then give them a bunch of booze and alcohol and they all just like get real mad at each other over nothing all the time and just consistently argue and fight and break stuff and it's weirdly captivating because you see that it's a train wreck and you just want to see where the train wreck is going. Why does watching when, when there's a traffic jam that's caused by like a car broken down or an accident? Like, why does that happen? Why does everybody slow down because they can't resist the urge to look? It happens every fucking time. And then you're like flaming the people for doing it. And then guess what? When it's your turn to drive by, you fucking <laughs> turn your head and you fucking look because you want to see. I remember I that time you told me it. you saw a body in L.A. And it's one of those, like, yeah, True. why'd you look? It's like, because. It's like, how many times do you see a body on the side of the road? I kind of just, I, I want to see. I'm a human. I don't know what that is, dude. That's like the human spirit in a nutshell right there. Yeah, I guess it's because, like, you know, if they if they win TI or something and you're, like, pleased for the team, you, like, click the little heart or whatever. Mm -hmm. I guess there's no, like, I don't like this button. So you have to say it. You think that's part of it? Is that intentional? Um... I don't. Like, I guess. Well, I, it's intentional. There's no dislike button, or else that would just be weird. I guess on tweets specifically. Yeah, I don't know. But like, maybe that that also I, leads into it. I guess it's because like, if I, something good happens, you can't like jump onto it in any way very mm -hmm. easily. Whereas if something bad happens, you can easily say, "I would not have done that." Yeah. I don't approve of this. Well, and I think there's some of it. Like, we have a generally less cynical expectation. You sort of expect things to work. So when they do, it's like, well, yeah, you didn't fuck it up. Good job, bud. Things are working. But when things don't work or they get fucked up really egregiously, everyone has this sense of, like, you know, it's cool to call people out and it's cool to feel like you played part yeah. in fixing something, even if you didn't. But yelling about it kind of creates that illusion a little bit on social media, you know? I was part of the Reddit hive. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, anyway, um, sorry, Alliance. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm going to get banned <laughs> for, match, uh, for match fixing, too. I forgot about that. Jesus. Who did? Which one? 
I know. Uh, the two NA teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can't. Hey, geez, we haven't podcasted in so long. Hop into like... that. Um, yeah, so, all right, let's wrap up the, the playoffs talk, though. We got sidetracked with the uh, Alliance Aster T1 uh, Virtus Pro Quincy Crew No Ping. Um, what a wild mix. Thoughts about how No Ping and Quincy will do? Uh, no Ping is. I have actually no idea. I mean, people are just going to look at their game, see that they play Medusa, ban Medusa, and then it all depends on how the TA goes and how early they have to pick up the TA. How many games do you think they'll be able to get carried by either Dark Mago Tiny or HFN TA or HFN Nature's Profit? Because like they start in the upper bracket. Dude, I don't so even like, know. what if they win like one or two series, they can pretty quickly get a top eight guaranteed. It's kind of wild, right? So they have enough cheese strats that I don't know. I. I... I'm like a little cautiously optimistic. I also don't, how is T1 as good as everyone's saying they are? I haven't watched any South America. Um, I know 23 WCC Savage was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what, did I say South America? You said SA. I yeah. know you meant S- Southeast Asia. Sorry, the other SA. Um, and for those that don't know, that's uh, 23 Savage, Carl, Cuckoo, Zephyr, White Moon with Coach March. Um, 23 Savage, of course. I think we first met him, what, two, three years ago at that BTS hub? Uh, yes qualifiers for uh, ti uh the heartbreaker that it was but he had a hell of a performance more shaker dude and yeah and he's um he's on the rise now man that kid he's had a crazy couple years between like he was supposed to go to vg and then COVID happened and then erica stood in on vg and then erica turned to be really good so twitter savage didn't ever end up playing for vg he's 19 now 23 savage was born in 2002 Jeez, that's actually crazy. Top three heroes, gun, Morphling, dude. Jug, and Anti-Mage. This kid's a fucking killer. Dude, this guy's born after 9-11. That's wild. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, we're all dead. Damn, dude. That's, uh, yeah, you're young. he's a youngin'. Uh, will uh, Virtus Pro bomb out again? Maybe that's a nice direct question you can answer dude, for. Dude, I have no idea. I thought they were going to win the last major. I thought they were, like, top three. Yeah, uh, you weren't alone there. There were a lot of heartbroken CIS fans Oof. felt exactly the same. And I mean, so how about Alliance? Uh, like, direct question. Is Alliance going to bomb out? Are they just going to lose two best of three? Because that, that's the curse of the playoff seeding. You come in, and if you're cold yeah, in man, your first cold, series, oof. you lose one series. Oh, that sucks. You get knocked down. You get matched up against a team that has your number where it's do or die. That's when teams start pulling out crazy shit. They step up. You get got in another series. I think you're only top 12 if you're seeded playoffs and then lose both series, right? You end like 12th or whatever that last, like 10th through 12th. Yeah, that's interesting. They strike me as a team that would not benefit from being in uppers. I feel like they would do better with more games. I feel like Green Stage would really help with the Alliance. Whereas I think No Ping, T1, and maybe even... mm, I guess Quincy did really well in the group stage last time, but I almost feel like they they do well in the uppers. I feel like this is a good place for them where they're they're kind of ready. Whereas I think VP Aster and Alliance would actually only improve with even more game plan. Cause like hmm. I don't know, maybe that's because I feel like they're just like really solid teams overall. I don't know. Or they just have to get into the groove. Is this something about these players that make me think that they would do better if they started in group stage? Which is a weird thought. Whereas no pink, I think legitimately just want to cheese out some games with TA and Medusa. Yeah, I had Dark Mago Heroes. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I actually, 100%. Um, 
I think uh, I don't, Alliance I, obviously very bottom. Um, you know, clip it, send it to Loda. Um, dead last. They'll actually come last in the wild card even. So, you know, no. uh, I think Alliance probably probably the highest performing Europe team, especially if Secret doesn't make it out. Yeah. Um, of course, we all know Secret could just come straight up first from the wild card. You never know with this team. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the, the secured slot by Alliance and the inconsistency of Liquid, I, I would guess Alliance to finish highest European team in this major. But I could, you know, it depends on uh, Liquid maybe cleaning it up. I probably have the least faith in Nigma, But again, I haven't watched that much Europe, so it's kind of hard for me to check. Do you know anything about Aster? Um, Chinese team straight in. Monet, White, uh, XXS, Borax, Lanham, Coach Mad. I watched them a lot um, previously, but not so much last season. So not, not, a, uh, not a crazy amount. Okay. Oh, wait, what's, what's going on with... Oh, they actually have uh, Borax this time. That's right. Because he, he couldn't play in the first major. I forget why. He was just unable to attend the major. I guess it must have been something COVID-related. There wasn't anything listed on his actual... I, see if there was a I love that Lanham is still playing um, because he is he's an 89er, dude. Yeah, he's I was 31. actually... Um, I was reading something pretty interesting about... I can't remember if this is a Reddit thread or whatever, but it really um, surprised me how accurate it was. Was this concept of like the old guard in China? Well, I don't know why. He, oh wait, I forgot. Bor- is Borax Bobica? Holy shit! Wait, what? What are you talking about? Yes, I actually forgot about that. Bo- Damn, Borax I, is I, is Boboka. That gets me every time, dude. It's him and uh, uh, either Confirmed. way. Confirm. Matter. Yes. Damn you! Damn you! Yes, so, exactly. We were complaining about the supers earlier. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. We got these these unneeded name changes. I think he saw that. Oh god, I forgot that was actually Boboka. I think oh, he Boboka. saw that meme video of uh, all of us it's saying Boboka, and yeah. uh, Boboka, I was Boboka. like, Boboka, you know what? Boboka. Yeah, damn, damn Americans, dude. It gets me every time. Damn you, Boboka. Okay, yes, a lot of so yes, we all know one. why Boboka didn't get there. XD. So he made it this time. He uh, he did not get himself a uh, a lovely lady of the night, allegedly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so this whole common thing that I was reading was uh, the old guard of China that are still around and playing support. There's like who who's there? Like if you look through the top teams uh, in China right now, like you basically, it's basically just Lan M. You think think about like in Europe how we have like Puppy and Kuro and. Uh, even like No Tail, I guess at this point, you know, he's obviously been around like for a very long time as well. Um, whereas we have this new blood of like Insania, uh, it's like one of the most prominent examples, obviously with Liquid. Uh, they don't really have any of that old guard around at all, except for Lan M. Oh, and I guess now, now super, but he's not a traditional support player. He's a there's core turn some. support. I guess a lot of them have kind of like. How about Silar? Isn't he older? Uh, he's 93. He's 27. Yeah, no, but like specifically the, in the support role. Oh, specifically support. Okay. All right. Yeah, FY as well. I'm mostly focusing on position five, but yes, FY2 for sure. Um, but like the, the, the list I was reading was just like heroes, like obviously Faith or players like Faith. He just got banned. Um, Fenrir doesn't play anymore. The, the long term partner of FY. Uh, it's just those, uh, those rosters. They they don't have the uh, the old kids anymore. A lot of them turned You're to coaching right. a few years ago because I remember their supports went coach earlier than ours, and a lot of ours never turned. You know, 
And a lot of these players that even in my head, I'm like, yeah, they're, they've got to be old by now. Like Juris Paparazzi, he's 24. So he was really young when I first started casting him. Now he's like, you know, middle of the pack. He's certainly not part of that old guard that you're talking about, though. Like, I mean, how old is Burning? I think he was born in, what, 87, maybe? I mean, yeah, we still have all, I, I guess the core players are around. I'm more specifically, again, just mean, like, supports. Because I yeah. think it's kind of interesting, like, uh, how we still have a lot of those in Europe. Uh, Burning's, Burning's 88. He's 33. Wow. Innocent's 22? What? No. Why is, why is not 22? Could he be? TI6? No, no. Well, he would have been 17 when they won Wings. He is 22. August 8th, 1998 is his birthday. So he turned whatever right before TI. Wait, what? He's really young. No, that can't be right. That's got to be wrong. That's got to be a wrong Why? age, right? Why? Faith Beyond's 22 as well. Isn't that like wait? That sounds way too young to me. No, wasn't that part of the whole thing? With wings and I like don't why they were so cool, young because they're like these crazy like young gun doesn't even be begin to explain it. It's like that whole legacy is they were so good, so innovative, and so like wildly young and inexperienced. Wasn't that the whole thing that like they kind of formed their own team because they didn't have the chops to join big teams because they were all newish hey, players? Look at this photo. So you're telling me this guy is how old would he be in 2016? What what year are we talking now? So he's 22 in 2021. He's only 18. I guess that guy could be 18. Yeah, look at his acne, dude. What do you mean? What? What? I don't know. Does he? I don't know. What about him makes you say, "What you think he looks 30 or something?" I think no, like he's 20 at least. I would have guessed that they're at least like 25 or 26. Now that's crazy. I had no idea they were that young. Wings was wild, dog. Yeah. Wow, that is weird. That is weird to think, dude. It was like it was like what four or five Arteezys? Like let's see, how, how about so <laughs> Shadows twenty four? Okay, uh, they must have all been around that same age then. Well, Blink is older. Blink is twenty eight. Yes, Blink was the old man. Yeah, they called him the old. Oh God, he was the old man, and he's younger than me. Faith, oh my God, I'm the old man. Faith no. Beyond is twenty three. Ice Ice. I'm the boomer. Is twenty five. Oh, and then as we just happen? discussed, yeah, why is twenty two? So why is on the younger side, but. Yeah, dude. I mean, oh, I remember geez. seeing them in person, and yeah, they definitely looked young in person. Like, why is he's small? He's got got a, got a bit of a at least back then he had a bit of a, a petite figure. Wow! Oh yeah, they were crazy. at the Summit Five. I, I worked the I Summit Five. I, uh, I I did uh, the Russian production. Oh, I remember Summit Five, baby. That was me. It was big. It's great. I actually have a, a good video for you guys that I need to find now. So you guys can all just go back. I was uh, I was feeling uh, nostalgic the other day. So I went to go find myself some old uh, some old Dota. And uh, maybe, I don't know if you want to throw this up for a second. If you have the technology, you probably don't right um, now. I might be able to work it up. What, what do you got? It's a lovely. Greetings from Russia. Greetings to you. You guys open up this little video here. The original summit. Opening with the pool outside and Ben and gods. It just had me like This is Whoa. Summit One. Summit one. All right. Look at on. this. Hang on. Let me uh let me hop uh, hop into uh producer mode here. Yeah, throw throw it up for the people. 
I just, oh man. There is definitely some, some gold. There's a little bit content. of Zyori dreads in there. Don't worry. Oh, There's good. some Mott, dude. Uh, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Oh, jeez. Okay, so let's full screen. All right, so yeah, let's uh, let's get a little audio on this. So this is DK versus Vici. I think this is just an export of like the full intro to like the whole the whole event, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Just start off from the beginning, and it goes right to the pool. Welcome everyone to the Beyond the Summit house. We're here. The summit is live. Look at that. Look at this. These youngins. Is, Dude, that's the basis of, uh, Lysander, Casper, Ina, and Velat in the background. Ben, you know, oh my excited. God! How excited are you for this for this oh, pool, man? man. Look at day this. Day one, guys will take off one article of clothing. Day two, two articles, and so on and so forth. I've got so. four articles of clothing on right now. So Make sure you tune in. All the best days. part is that they have zero script, zero plan. Gods <laughs> is literally drinking or ap alcohol. Well, the boys like fanatic. I can't the original hot tub meta. Ben was always ahead of the meta, guys. That's, I wanna, that's what we know. So, like, let's jump ahead a little bit. What do we got here? I think around uh, two or three minutes, you're building uh, computers. Oh, 1.30. Oh, you're wow. doing some construction. Oh, my God. There's me. Look at that. <laughs> and then bots running around putting computers together, too, which is great. Dude, this is really taking me back. There's some good time-lapse footage here. Yeah. Wow, look at young Mott. Not and Roland going to work. <laughs> Roland's hair, dude. Oh my god, dude, that was the uh, opening night. I had just brought Vici back from the airport in my car, and ROTK was in the front seat, and I couldn't understand what he was saying. He kept asking me questions. There's a no tail. I remember Casper fell asleep at the on the couch in the middle of the party. Oh man, wow. Look how far we've come, guys. Summit. The how's original going, summit. We had some time to dry off from the, the pool. And then it's feeling gods me? and Ben. So like, me, producers. Hello. <laughs> you yeah, one thing nice. about this uh, intro guys, that made it so kind of weird early in the morning, is that we didn't really think about who was going to be on the opening show. Like we kind of booked out the plan for the, <laughs> the day, but it's like to get all the matches in, this started at like nine in the morning. And nobody wanted to wake up early to come cast. So we we're like, yeah, but we all have to work the event. So who's going to cast? So Ben, uh, he was supposed to be rooming with Casper. Casper snores really, really loud. And Merlini <laughs> left after two hours. And then he ended up staying at the house and slept in his closet. So he was one of the only people at the house that early that we were able to wake up and say, all right, Ben, we need you. You got to be on the couch. You got to save the day and open the show. And then, of course, Gods was there. So it was just... Uh, you know, a nice, cool, calm, and collected. Uh, God's Merlini casual opener with no plan or no script. Oh, hey, guys, look at our empty house. This is really cool. We got a Red Bull fridge <laughs> there. We're going to watch some Dota. We got some Dota. We got a pool. This is awesome. And, like, yeah, uh, uh, that was it. I think yeah. ben, ben had been up way too late because, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the, I, I felt bad. I made the room assignments. I felt bad. I did not think I, My plan post-major is to watch this on stream. Yeah, that's smart. I watch the Summit games. I think at least some good times leading into TI. You know, rewatch Summit, rewatch Captain's Draft. You know, yep, be good, be good stuff. Oh, Dakota says real funny trip is the first episode of In the Studio. 
Oh, I'm fuck. pretty sure, as I said in chat, I'm pretty sure I subbed to ask a question during that. I seem to recall that. That sounds that vaguely familiar. Ago. Dakota says that was the first the first episode was the first time he was mentioned on BTS. Wow. Yeah, that yeah, was dude. I remember that uh oh god. It's terrible, dude. The lighting's awful. It's uh Did you yeah. guys have that was that when you had the sweet set or no, not yet? You're it was on a couch or something? No, it was a pre-suite set. It was like the first iteration of the big desk that it was like the big desk before the big desk. The one that we tried yes. to have our friend custom build. It was not not good. Uh, well, it was okay, but it was not. It it was it was tough. It was too big for the spot. Um, God damn, dude, my head's spinning with memories right now. That that is probably a good laugh. I think, I think Jimmy was on the first episode, dude. Probably. And I think we be a local, right? Yes, and I think we set up a thing where we had a game show with him and Merlini, and then we did an interview segment with Fear. Because Jimmy and Fear had some beef. And there was something about Jimmy calling Fear old man and harassing him in, in pubs by doing an old man voice. I'm, it's all coming back to me. I'm, I'm trying to, to piece it together. Dakota's triggered me down memory lane here. Yeah, Trent, that might be worth a watch, buddy. In the studio, episode one. Uh -huh. If you can find it on the YouTubes, fuck. Oh, what, you want to bring that up? No, uh, no, we don't have to write this moment. Oh, I yeah, meant just yeah, in yeah. general. Just put it in your, in your, put it in the spank bank, bud. You know, if you're really scraping for content oh, one day God. and you don't want to turn off the stream. All uh, right, that's, that's what I'll do. I'll fire that on. I'll make sure to tweet everybody when it happens. That, that's prime content right there. Dig that one out of the grave. Yeah, 100 oh. TB. They, uh, they were the sole sponsor. So I was in the studio by 100 TB. And uh, fun fact, I think it's probably okay to say this now. Uh, they, I think so. They made more... They they paid a decent amount for that show to happen, and as the sole sponsor, and they made all of that money back within like the second or third episode. Basically, some big BTS fan used the promo code to switch one of their businesses over to Hundred TB, and it was like a giant, um, like oh, uh, what, what do you call it, enterprise level account that was like. I don't know. I think the deal in the first year was already worth more to 100 TB than what they paid us for the activation. So, like, we thought we were getting a really good deal and we charged them, like, a crazy amount of money. And, like, we had, like, a, what, a 20 episode contract or 15 episode contract and they were already profitable by, like, episode three. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> like, they got your ass. <laughs> one of those, like, we thought we sniped it and then we sniped it so hard that we kind of realized we undersold it. Uh, to, oh, dude, those were the days, man. But you're just. Like it's like cowboy shit. You're like, okay, we want to sponsor your show. What's it worth? It's and you're just like cowboy shit. Well, yeah, but back then it's That's literally God. just like you want to sponsor yeah. our show, and then you have a little meeting like money. Everybody huddles. It's just like, what do you think? This number will that scare him? This one. Let's try this keyboards? one. You send a number over, and they go, okay, we'll do it. And you're like, they didn't haggle. They didn't haggle. What does that mean? I don't know. But that was a lot of money. Okay, let's do it. We're excited. Yeah. And then halfway through, you realize, oh fuck, we signed up for a lot of work. This is a lot of work. You know, it's, I don't, I've, ah, esports, man. That, uh, that's where it all starts. You don't know what you don't know. And the only way to learn that shit is just to fucking dive in and do it. That's just how it goes, man. Yeah. How far oh, we've all come. Dude. That's, uh, oh, dude. <laughs> all right. Well, is there anything else in the Dota world? I feel like there probably was, oh, but a lot of it ending. not worth talking about. Um, do you want to throw in just like a, a hard prediction? Like there's a lot of teams at the major. Yeah. Give, or like, do you want to do like a top three maybe or something just to spice it up a little bit? 
All right. Uh, give me your dream and then give me your accurate. You're like, I'm betting the house. I'm trying to get as accurate. close as possible. Mm, accurate. I'd have to see some more of the other regions, but I'll do my best from what I know. Uh, EG, LGD, and with the top one, maybe Aster. EG, LGD, Aster. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. And that's your one, two, three, like EG, one. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, wow. That's my one, two, three. You think EG is going to do it? Yep. And then what's your dream? Like, what, what do you want to see? Uh, Quincy first, no ping second, Beast Coast third. Wow. All right. I that's like, my, I like where dream. you're dreaming. Yeah, dude. All that's, right. Man. That's where I'm dreaming, dude. You Let's dream big. You dream. I have trouble dreaming that big. Sometimes I wonder if I really do dream in color, you know, man? Um, all right. Actual winners. Uh, one, I'm going to join the bandwagon and go LGD. Uh, I'm going to do it. Um, You know, I wouldn't have put EG in top three, but now I feel dumb because you've been talking about EG for the last hour so positively that I'm like second guessing myself here. Hey, I don't know. I put him in top three the first page and everyone laughed at me. So, yeah, I no, know. One, no one remembers that, do they, huh? All right. I'm going to go LGD1. I still think Secret 2. And I'm going to go Aster 3. All right, so I think it's going to be a China sandwich in the top three, and somebody's going to squeak in. I would put EG4. If that counts for anything, but if we're just doing top three, I'm not gonna not gonna go there. All right, so dream. Um, all right, I would have dream big too, buddy. I want to see no ping win because that would blow my mind. I am a little upset that nobody from no ping would come on sad PP and do a podcast with us. Uh, so if they win, I am gonna peer pressure the fuck out of those guys to come on my podcast for an interview. They better. You better be mm -hmm. high on that win. So I'm going no ping one. I want Quincy Cap Crew two. I want SA versus NA Grand Finals. And, uh, oh, that'd be so good. If we're going pure wish list here, just all dream world, I think my number three would be EG. I want to see EG make it that far and then get beat by Quincy Crew and No Ping in my dream world. Sorry, Dude, EG. That would put EG. That would put NA and SA at like, the top. That'd be so sick. It's like the only <laughs> team that can contest them is EG. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that dream world's never going to happen, but fuck. That's like that's an alternate timeline that uh, is pretty wild to Dude, think Dude, Europe's about. already crumbling. I, I have to admit, it, it was kind of funny. Europe's like so Bitcoin, poorly. dude. Just a couple of bad tweets, and it's going right down the tubes. Boo! Crashing. If you're bombed out of this one, too, it would be really funny. Because honestly, as much as Seb deserves all the shit talking for everything he's done... I hate to break it to you, Europeans. You guys deserve it, too. I'm sorry. You guys have literally acted like every other region is complete garbage and trash the whole year. You know when Seb and No-Tail were tweeting all this shit about, like, the only thing that's made me laugh all year was NA Dota or whatever, and then Europe doesn't <laughs> lose in the first major? Like, you guys are happy to pile on No-Tail and Seb now, but you're not going to join in the fact that he you got dumpstered first major? Like, you got to you know, take your lumps, guys. So I, yeah. I actually kind of hope they bomb it again. Even though I know Europe's good, it makes it funny. So sorry, you know, I try not to like I, I'm never cheering for people to lose. I'm always just no, cheering yeah. for someone else to win. But um, yeah, I think one of the more frustrating things during all the covid lockdown when we didn't have international Dota was how so much of the dialogue in the English speaking Dota community seemed to centralize around the top six European teams and then Viking GG. And it's just like yeah. everything else is like pretty much fuck all and it's like yeah there's eg yeah there's beast coast outside of that i don't give a shit and um i i, I was just guilty didn't. of that too because yeah. like 
Yeah, it's... What happened was that I talked to pros and stuff, and they all told me the same thing. They all said that watching Secrets replays, they just feel like they're better than everyone. And mm-hmm. like they play faster and, I, and stuff. So I, I felt it that feels way. like it was a little bit of everyone just kind of talking it up a little bit. Like maybe yeah. everyone was just in each other's heads a little bit. I think so. Totally. Yeah. It it becomes like this web and you can't help but contribute to it because you're all caught up in it too. It gets it gets murky, man. Um but I'm just excited for that to shift. And I I don't know. I we've spent so much time hyping up SA. I I feel like I've I'm uh, the the boy that cried wolf a little bit. Like no guys, seriously. Now they're really gonna come and show up. Um, but yeah, there's been a little more truth to that every every like iteration, every cycle. I feel like SA is pumping just a little a little higher. And honestly, NA as well. We're getting to this point where like Quincy Crew and EG are very much contenders with each other, right? You can argue that, you know, maybe EG is still slightly the better team. They've got a better historical record or something, but they are very tight, very competitive. NA is no longer a region with just one powerhouse than everyone else less than. And that's awesome. Like, it's awesome to see the Americas have some some real competition within the, the space itself. Let's go. Let's Dude, go. I hope Quincy does really well. Oh, that'd be so hype if they actually got like top three or like one. Obviously, that'd be insane. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Uh, I'm always cheering for Quincy. Are they guaranteed? Let's say they get top six. Are they guaranteed sponsored for TI? Because their number is obviously huge. Because they've had some interest in stuff, but like, I, honestly, yeah. if they get top, if they do really well, I would not be surprised if they get like the uh, hundred thieves sponsorship or some shit. I'm I'm trying to think about the right way to say this because I think they are actually like I think Jack has developed like jack's a smart guy right he's one of the he's smart because he learns quickly and he has been working in the dota space and managing teams for a very long time and i think he is astute in understanding that quincy crew has a lot of value the team does not have to settle like they have a good foundation they know what they need to do so like they're not going to rush it right they're looking for the right team to partner with they've gone through some iterations of these short-lived kind of partnerships I have sort of heard some inklings that there has been some interest in that team and the numbers have not lined up. I've yes. heard from the other side that they're too expensive. And I, I yes. don't I doubt that they are. I think they know how much they're worth and they refuse to settle. And relative to the rest of North America that isn't EG, they probably do come off as expensive, but I I think they're holding out because they know what their value is. So I wouldn't necessarily look at a metric of will they have somebody for TI? Maybe, maybe not. If the right partner comes around, maybe 100 Thieves is one such partner that has the cash to to give them what they're worth. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think they're going to force it. And I don't think they need to force it. I think that's one of the things I love so much about Quincy Cruz. It doesn't feel like they're held back by being kind of a player-run org managed by Jack. It feels like they know how to leverage it. They've embraced it. Exactly. They've built a foundation around it. And now that is what's super valuable. And that's, that's like, why they're worth it. Dude, that's, and that's why I love yeah. this team. Because they're not the kind... Like, you know that they're solid. They might trade a player or two here or there. That's how Dota goes. But, like... They've got a real solid foundation. I like Jack's been like living at SVG's house, like with his parents and stuff. Like they're on a yeah. level that isn't just, hey, we play Dota together. They have like a connection and an investment in each other and I think really, really good team communication. Yeah, anyway. and to be clear, because some some brought out like bubble said in the chat, because I know this is a very common um probably a slight misconception amongst the general public, is that if they were to get a sponsor. I 99.99% sure they would not get a TI cut. Because you're right. It makes no sense. They're basically guaranteed for TI. Um, there's a lot of orgs that don't take TI cut traditionally. Um, or yeah. even prize pool cut, um, depending. 
It really like, varies. It really Yeah, varies. your lower level ones probably do. Your top level ones probably don't. What, uh, so yeah. what would be good would be just like the branding, like seeing 100 Thieves, for example, in the Dota space. It gets them good eyes. It gets you cross-pollinating to their other games. That's the kind of thing that makes sense. Like, oh, look, we took this badass NA team. Yeah. We're an NA org. Like, I think Melk works there, too. I don't know. To me, it seems like the perfect fit if they're going to TI. I feel like that's like a super solid investment for a company that has a crazy amount of money. I think you also have to think about like team negotiations as kind of a blank canvas and you can set it up a lot of different ways. There's a ton of variance between trade-off of salary versus percentage cut from prize pools and stuff. Usually yeah. there's like a tiered system. Usually there's some sort of a, an exception for TI that has different percentages or whatever because it's such a big amount of money potentially. You can also write in exceptions. You could say, hey, 100 Thieves, we're going to sign. We want to sign for two years. Um, future TIs and all other events, you'll get a percentage on some graduated scale, this TI, you get 0%. Yeah, you could do you something know? like that. Or yeah. you could say, hey, you get part of TI and we want a big signing bonus because we're going to give you a percentage of this $40 million tournament we're about to play. And like all of it is leverageable in a ton of different ways. And it's you, you can never really say in a vacuum which way is best. If they want to give you a million dollar signing bonus, I, who gives a shit about 10% of TI money or 20% of TI money? You know, there's mm -hmm. so that... It's all about trade-offs, man. And uh, if you've got the power and um, you know a decent lawyer, you can basically negotiate whatever you want. Um, especially if you're poised to have a good run at TI. I mean, being like a top four, a top three placing TI team is absurdly valuable. It's it's oh, like yeah. a, a dumb amount of free press, as it just as makes they you cool. It. You're like <laughs> it yeah. just makes you it cool, gives you man. prestige, man. <laughs> it's big prestige to do well in Dota. It's like uh, I don't know. It's like doing well at the yacht race. It's like, oh, wow. Didn't you hear about uh, yeah. McKinnon on the weekend? Oh, yes. He came third at the club. <laughs> you know, that's basically what these guys are after. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I get why NA orgs, somebody asking, like, why, why don't NA esports orgs invest in other games, but uh, why not Dota? It's like, what is the Dota fan base? Like, it's not, it's not large in NA comparatively. Yes. It's, it's, it's like not hard to monetize. Um, up until got, very recently, it's been very chaotic and there hasn't been enough structure for it to be like <laughs> okay you know do you, guys, do you guys want to know why i will give you a very very clear case example okay super smash brothers melee okay okay amazing Great game, game. Yeah. amazing very popular in north america the home base of the game is in north america the the golden uh, the golden guardians which is the esports arm of the nba team the warriors has invested very minimal comparatively to other esports and essentially is now the coolest organ melee in under a year. Mm. They're now considered like these gods of melee. They put a $50,000 grassroots fund together and everyone went crazy. They're like, oh my God, that's amazing. It's like, oh, we're helping sponsor a calendar for melee. We're giving prize pools to tournaments. We signed this commentator and this player and that player and this player. And everyone's like, oh, the total cost of doing that and the relative like gain that you get is so ridiculous ridiculously value compared to dota it's gross like yeah. it's disgusting you can hold a 15 person invitational for like twenty thousand, and you fly literally just 15 people not 15 teams of five yeah and it's like nothing think about how cheap that is guys it's That's, like it, yeah it's it's oh god 
So you've got to remember too. For it makes e me wonder why anyone even does not invest. You know. Well, that 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 is a really good point. Um, and there's also the other side of the coin where esports is really different depending on where you're looking at in the globe. And North America specifically has a really high opportunity cost for these like big leagues that have the illusion of a lot of structure, like the Call of Duty League, uh, LCS, um, the. Uh, over Overwatch, Overwatch that's Don't it. Yeah. Overwatch, Papa that's what League. I was bumbling on, to say. Um, those are like three big ones, right? And even though us esports people can look at those and go, I think the Call of Duty League is pretty solid. But you can look at Overwatch and go, this isn't worth it. This is kind of a bubble. This is not worth the money. This is crazy. You know, who is this for? There's even like, even people like DJ Wheat working at Twitch are like, hey, we paid a lot of money for that, but I don't know if it was worth it. Like the, these should all be red flags and warning signs we should listen to. But I think it's important to remember, like from where the money comes from. Those people love the illusion, like they love structure and the illusion of it is very comforting. So if Blizzard can say like, look, we got this big league and the franchise and all this shit, it's all very familiar to these rich people that own yes. traditional sports teams. And it feels like a safer investment to them, even if it fails relative to something like Dota, because they know they, they don't know it. how to navigate the space. Exactly. And they don't know how to find the people like us that do know how to navigate the space. And they don't know how to vet us from all the other yahoos on LinkedIn that say, I know how to navigate the space. So the end result is it's really, really fucking hard. And they'll follow the path of least resistance if they want to play into esports. And that is Blizzard going to them on a really high level kind of B2B sort of connection, business to business. And and give them this big contract and go just sign right here right it's one big fat check for 20 mil we're gonna be golden we're gonna do this here's lebron james he's doing a dunk you're owning a team we're fucking slaying it and then you know three years later the pyramid scheme falls apart they take a whole bunch of money from youtube and go look at these fat returns everybody loves us we're on youtube and all the old rich white guys that own teams go YouTube, Google owns that. All right, yeah. And then the fucking cycle churns, man. The shit just sw swims downstream and everyone keeps drinking it. So like we all see the writing on the wall, but that mechanism I just described is why NA orgs don't invest in Dota. The money just likes that. Blizzard's smart. They know how to play to the audience, man. They know They're how to read the room. They're geniuses about making money. You, yeah. You can't fault them on that. I've no. hated the Overwatch League since its inception in terms of like how they funded and stuff mm -hmm. and how they literally made a game to be an eSport after it didn't become an MMO. Like, what were you guys doing? <sighs> oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> Crafting a game to be an eSport is just the stupidest thing. Uh, yeah. It, you, you can't. You need you a foundation. And then you build on the foundation. But that, that <laughs> I was just about to bring that up, Dakota. I was just about to say that, <laughs> It wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't shit on Overwatch at some point. And ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you heard the news, but Overwatch 2 is going to be 5v5. Whoa. <sighs> I don't know why, but apparently it's because of the tank. They're eliminating a tank. And I have not kept up oh, with Overwatch. Actually, that's wow. not true. I have kept up with Overwatch fairly. I'm on the periphery. I don't game play. changer. It was a fun game to play, but Reboot. apparently no one likes playing tank. So it's just like every other game that's ever been invented. Wow. Uh, no one likes it. And no one likes making standing tank, there and not getting big numbers and just getting pummeled and going, hey, guys, I didn't die. Yeah. I did my job. Yeah, it's really not that fun. <laughs> and instead of just making your tanks fun to play so that more people want to play it, they instead <laughs> decide, no, it's impossible. No one wants to play tank in any game, even though we make all the games uh, with the tanks. So clearly it's not our fault. 
It must be the tank's fault. So we'll just get rid of one of the tanks. So uh. now it's going to be 5v5 to apparently reduce the clutter of the game and help right. matchmaking I mean, because it's no one plays tank. Now. Reduce clutter by adding two more characters with explosive particle effects into uh, the competitive meta. That sounds totally totally reasonable. This is exactly what they did in StarCraft. They were like, hey, StarCraft 1, people are using these global chat channels to talk about sex and do weird cyber kinky stuff. What if we just remove chat channels completely? All right, let's do it. People can use other other things like Skype. Let's just remove them. That's like the Blizzard fix for everything. Like nobody likes tags. Why would you just remove them? All right, and then that's it. And then it's just like God. The game design is just so. They're so good at marketing bullshit, dude. It, it, like when you I, hear them talk about it, it almost sounds convincing. And then you realize, wait, does this actually change anything? No. And it their doesn't. big dog's gone, Jeff. Jeff oh, Kaplan. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're the head right. man. He, he is, I don't know if he's moved on or retired. Has he retired from Blizzard? Was that the news? I can't even remember at this point. It was so long ago. Yeah, I can't remember either. Uh, but he's off the Overwatch team. I think it was ambiguous. I, d I don't think he used the word retired, but I don't think there was any follow-up announcement. Yeah, and meanwhile, I keep seeing these Blizzard studios are all getting together, all these... Uh, these ex-Blizzard um, devs, everyone who's essentially left, like the old Blizzard Guard is now a part of several different studios. There's Dreamhaven, there's mm -hmm. Frost Giant, and now Frost Giant and Dreamhaven have now joined together. Ooh. So literally, they're just slowly oh. forming old Blizzard uh, yeah. as one. All right, that's actually a badass power move. I, yeah. I'm not really optimistic, but I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm working I, on some RTS game. Yeah, I I think a lot of these Blizzard spinoffs have like, haven't there been a couple in the past? It it's just so hard to produce games these days that compete with that like economy of scale that World of Warcraft has because people have so much sunk cost in the game. It doesn't really matter. Like your game has to be so much better to pull people away from that that it has to be like the next generation of good. And yeah, what what has done that ask. recently? Speaking of that, I've, I like, guess Final Fantasy. I've heard a lot of people say that in the MMO true. genre, it's very very good. In terms good. of MMOs, yes, I guess I mean like yeah, that's true. I was thinking more like game like branch wise. I guess like oh. Warzone stuff, like the whole battle royale was the last giant craze. Have we had yeah. a craze? Um, we had the auto uh, chess, the, the auto chess. battler. Yeah, yeah I, I guess. Was... What's the League of Legends one of that called? I think that's still going okay. It's kind of like a mini. I game. think it's going yeah. well. I TFT. think they have a lot of stuff for that. Dude, I mean, when I did that uh, Zayori Plus One with Envy, he talked about it a lot, and he said that it, he, it's a surprisingly good game. He's like, I got number one, so he, he described it as a little too easy. But he said like that generally it's like well-designed and worth playing and stuff. So I think they Riot did a good job taking that concept and refining it. I read something the other day that a year ago, they, um, Riot didn't even have another game, which is kind of crazy to think. It's like a year and a half ago or whatever. Wow. Um, now they have, of course, TFT. Now they have Valorant. They're working on their fighting game, and they're working on something else, too. I can't remember. But they have a lot of stuff happening. It's kind of insane. I am definitely looking forward to their fighting game. I'm not going to lie. It does seem like Valorant is is kind of doing it. Any regrets there, bud? You could have made the switch. You could be a Valorant caster. Oh. You could have joined Sunspan. <laughs> nah. You think I mean, he's a Suns fan. fan? I, don't think I think he just plays it. Nikki cast some of it. Oh yeah, I, I saw that on Twitter. She was casting the uh, the is it the I forget what the, the name of it is. The women's league. There's a, an official Valorant women's league. I forget what it's officially called. It's pretty cool though. 
Is it Gallerants or is that her group? I can't remember. Gallerants are the group that help operate it, but I think yes, the league right, yeah. they kind of like did a proof of concept thing, and then they leveraged that to partner with Riot to like get it officially endorsed and make like the official league for female only teams wow. or women only Dude. teams. He has a hundred and three thousand viewers right now watching the Valorant tournament on Shroud. By the way, oh, I mean that's what I would watch it on too. Honestly, you know, casual. <laughs> 100k for one person yeah. that's cool that's crazy. it seems like the game's going pretty well though i see golden boy tweet about it a lot and stuff um you know i we, we all thought it would do decently well i think it's riot they know how to market games they know how to oh yeah dude refi refine stuff and make it look good and attract an audience yes that i mean that's what they're best at you know yeah it's a fun they, game they i, to, I uh... don't dislike it i but i don't love it either i'm not a big fps guy i uh you know Playing it really just makes me want to play CSGO. I'm not going to lie. I, I still get that vibe a little bit, but it, it's an okay game. I got nothing I against it. I haven't played it, to be honest. Yeah. I don't really have an interest in shooters anymore. It's better than Overwatch, Trent. It's better yeah. than Overwatch. I'll play any game that friends want to play, though. My friends were like, yo, I want to play Valorant tonight. Download Valorant. I'll be like, okay, sure, whatever. You know, Gaming to now, me is more about that aspect. Buddy, let me tell you what I'm really excited for, and you're not going to like this. You know, World yeah, of Wild Warcraft. The other one. Thank you. Dude, World of Warcraft, classic. The Burning PVC. Crusade. It comes yes. out on Tuesday. Tuesday at 4 o'clock, I think. I, uh, What's that, the first? I yeah, the first? Uh, I think that's the second. Is not Mon Is Monday the first? I don't know. No, Monday's anything. the 31st. Tuesdays. Uh, oh, wait. Wednesday's the second. Sorry. When, yeah, yeah, Wednesday's the second. Yeah, Tuesday's so it is, the first. Tuesday's the first. So I believe it drops on the first. The first or the second. I've lost track. But uh, Carlo's brother, my roommate, he's flying out. We're going to set up the little land center in the in the living room and oh, have a little three-man squad. Uh, I'm going to play a hunter. Uh, they have a thing where you can buy a character that's level 58 in preparation. So uh, I'm, I'm going to... So, well, because it's like... You ha you oh, because it's just an expansion. It's the yeah, expansion. Okay. So there's this weird sort of like... So as an example, I played a priest in Classic, and I don't really care about continuing that character. So I'm just going to buy a fresh level 58 hunter and just have some fun right. and play TBC. And it's like... It's basically a private server anyway. Like, I don't give a shit about achievements or, like, the completion yeah. of the character. I'm just playing to have fun with my buds. But You've done it before. I'm excited. I'm I'm ready, dude. I haven't really ever played a hunter, so I'm excited about that. I, TBC, this, this is the sweet spot for me, Trent. All right? I always loved Classic, but I had played Classic on a number of private servers. I grinded to 60 a few times since the original vanilla experience. So... This, you know, since it was relaunched, like, it was cool. We had a lot of fun, but whatever. Been there, done that. TBC, I think, is peak wow. It's the closest thing we've got to vanilla before they really started fucking the game up, but with a lot of enhancements, some really cool content, the 10-man raids, Karazhan's fucking badass. They extended the talent. It's just like, it was peak World of Warcraft for me. Well, all right, maybe Lich King was. I've seen but... a lot of people say they're taking time off. Dude, to play. it's... It's just a, it was a really, really well done game. It's like yeah. vanilla with enhancements. And then after that, they started kind of straying from the original image and getting more into the like the dailies and the like uh, multi server queues and all that kind of stuff. TBC still had some of that server identity vibe. So, um, yeah. and like, I never replayed it like on a private server. So, this will be my first time replaying it since we did it originally when it launched way back in the day when we first walked through the dark portal. I'm like, dude, I'm nostalgic as fuck i'm not even like i'm a little sad i'm giving more money to blizzard but this one is like <laughs> the nostalgia levels are like 11 out of 10 dude i'm busting right now it's gonna be so fun carlo's been talking about it for busting. months 
literally. Dude, his brother's flying out, all right? We're planning the land. It's We're bringing it back. Damn, that's crazy. I, uh, I'm i glad. That's going to be really hype. I look forward. I hope there's a stream. I will, I I think will watch so. the stream. I think we're going to stream right. some of it. And well, So here's the other thing. It's fucking classic. So like you can play it on the ultra wide. It runs on my MacBook at like 300 frames. Like it's... It's fine. Oh, yeah, it's true, an old ass true. game, you know. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna stream some. I'm gonna play some on the go. It's uh, it's gonna be cool. I don't know how hard we're gonna go. Like, how deep we're gonna go with raiding. But I'm excited to play the launch and do some PvP and like like arenas launched in TBC. So like original arenas. Wait, they haven't had arenas yet. Yeah, you guys they've been playing this classic without arenas. Yeah, there's no arenas in in vanilla. Oh, I didn't in, know like that. classic vanilla. Yeah, dude. It's just I remember and stuff. Yeah, arenas are fun. First PvP experiences I ever had was at a friend's house, and he showed me what the arena was, and I played his. Uh, are they were they called Tinks? Is that what it's called? Twinks. 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 Yes, yeah. that's the one. Yes, I played his Twink. His Twink something. It was a rogue. And oh. He showed me what the buttons did, and oh, I went and dude. I was like, "This is stupid easy," because oh, of course yeah. it was literally designed because they had, like had a level cap, right? And so you like only had that character to you, play that level. You play in nine level chunks, so yeah, you get to level yeah. like thir- usually thirty nine is like peak twink because it's right before you get like all these breakpoints and stuff. So you get to level thirty nine, you stop leveling the character, and you like farm dungeons to level up, so you get all the best broken items, and you yes. do like a crazy amount of damage, and like half the people in the battle. It was like smurfing. Yeah, well, like, cause like maybe two thirds of the people in the battlegrounds aren't twinks. They're just like, "Hi, I'm level yeah, thirty five, so and I just wanted a PvP badge." And you just like three shot him. You just crit him in the yeah, back, yeah. and he's like, "Ah, it's great." That yeah, was good. Dude. Car- Carlo played a uh, thirty nine twink hunter named Swoo Swoo for a while. Swoo Swoo, the Night Elf Hunter. There's like a bow that you could buy that was level 39 and it had like a fire, the bow of searing arrows or something, and it would proc fire damage that did way too much damage oh, for level 39 battlegrounds. There were some really broken breakpoints, man. Fucking awesome. So I fun. love shitty old games. So he has much. spent hundreds of hours playing on his twink, just annihilating people in battlegrounds because it's objectively so fun. You're just. Ruining it is. People's it literally day. is just really fun. <laughs> it then, actually is what Smurfing must feel like. And what it's fun too is because you meet other twinks, and when you kill a twink, it's also oh, really satisfying because you're like, oh, yeah. I fucked that guy up, and he's actually good. Yeah, it, it's dead. Dead. Uh, dead. You guys are in for it. Yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. I, so, uh, yeah, I've, I've been resetting a little bit. I'm excited to actually, like, I'm going to play Dota today, dude. I'm going to actually play some games. I have played, like, three Dota games over the entire DPC season. So, all right, maybe, like, six. Six games, six weeks. That sounds about right. Yeah, I, I haven't played since DPC. It's brutal with the, with the boys. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I think I'm going to hop uh, into some solo queue. Play a little good, Crystal good. Maiden. Play a little Witch Doctor. What am, I, what am I waiting on? I'm waiting on Strive on the 11th. Yeah. My, I'll, I'll stream some Guilty Gear for you guys. It'll be great. After the major. Um, see how bad I am. It'll be fun. Uh, and then Super Mario Golf comes out the 25th, guys. I don't know about you guys, but I love those those golf games. How they, expensive they kill is me. it? Oh, it's going to be full price, dude. It's a Nintendo game. It'll be like 80 bucks or whatever. <sighs> the huge. I mean, dude, Ma- it's Mario so Golf fun. is fun. I, I It's so much fun. I can't wait. It's, it's one of our so guilty amazing. pleasures when we pop in the Nintendo or the old N64 and it's just Hell like yeah, dude. Mario getting, Golf. Getting some beers, playing golf with the boys. It's got online. So while we play, you can play as King Bob-omb. It's. I mean, it doesn't get any better. 
literally so the you're best telling me character. you're telling me that we can play golf on the switch i can watch movies on the couch and just kick back and be like yo trent you want to yeah, play dude, eight we're holes playing golf and yeah, i can just play play, golf. play bowser and just fucking clonk it oh do you know i'm a bowser bitch through and through so i'm ready yeah dude it's oh gonna be 10 out of 10 I, I can't believe they put in fucking kick bomb <laughs> it's gonna be so good Dude, that actually sounds... God, I hate Nintendo so much, dude. I hate I that they make me want to buy their stuff. I almost sold all my Nintendo stock to buy crypto, and I, I held on to it because I kept thinking about Pokemon Snap, and I was like, man, they got so many of these things in the bag. They're just going to keep dude. printing money. I can't sell this stock. I know crypto is going to print money, but Nintendo's like printing money without the dips, man. You know, like <laughs> they, yep. they've got a real formula. And I oh, they're at a five year high today. Look at you. I believe it. Yeah, there you go. I, I sold a couple shares. I, I sold like 20 percent of my Nintendo lot. But oh, well, I got NVIDIA, though, right, right, right before the dip. Yep. I hope you got AMD and NVIDIA because they are popping off the uh, pro tip. The graphic card hype will probably die down in the next year or so. So uh, you can buy graphics cards again soon. TM. Yay. Not yet, but it's it's around the corner. NVIDIA is still very upset, but uh, they're making record profits, so it's a weird balancing act for them. Our consumers hate us, but we're making more money than ever before. <laughs> That's what their earnings report sounds like. That's the TLDR. It's like you don't know whether to feel bad for them or to be happy for them because it, it's sort of like a, it's destroying their brand, but they're like, I think, record high profits. Is their stock pumping yeah. to highest too? I think it, it, is, was. it is. It is. It is the actually a five year high. Nintendo was like just a little bit off its peak of like a couple months ago, but literally they're at all time high right now on Nvidia. So I think they just posted go. earnings. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's financial stuff relative to gamers. You know, look at that. Nvidia. Yeah. It's big. Shout out to Pitmuckle on the AMD tip though. I'm up like almost eighty percent on AMD. He sniped that one. Yeah, that's true. He and he told everyone. He, he was, really did. He was like unapologetic I, about like guys. AMD, Literally, I'm telling you, just makes sense. Look at the yeah. technology; it's undervalued. Intel sucks. This is a steal. Okay. And uh, I went in. Let me I... just say, if you want to buy a laptop now, is all okay. Well, actually, talk to JJ first. But it's crazy how much more expensive it is for Intel. I had to buy one for my wife because she's saying teaching and she needed one for school. And I'm like looking at the laptops. I'm like, you're telling me that I have to pay like nine hundred dollars if I just want Intel, or I can get a better AMD chip for nine hundred dollars less? Dude, like that literally become the apple of like you're literally Dude. just buying the intel on the side intel became so much the apple of processors that even apple was like yo fuck you guys we're making our own processors yeah like actually like th think about that for a second i mean it's apple so they have the power to do it and apparently the apple m1 chips are actually pretty good but yeah intel is just they keep increasing prices and reducing their innovation output and amd is just like continuing to build cool shit in that intersection we're catching like, up guys all right so our thing is better and cheaper and yours is worse and more expensive and they're like yeah but we got all these legacy contracts locked in it's pretty awesome people just keep buying our shit no matter how much we charge for it we're locked in dude it's like yeah ibm was locked in too nobody uses those anymore <laughs> what <laughs> hewlett who a packard anyway um yeah all right but i'm gonna dive into some pubs yes, go. that was that was yeah. awesome i go see uh, my children yeah appreciate the podcast we'll get another one in at some maybe like post major or something uh major starts in yes. what four days i think wednesday is day one uh wednesday or thursday something like that so uh yeah enjoy the beginning of june have a nice summer everybody go find that warm weather get vaccinated i got my first poke get Same. yours Woo! you you got your first Oh, yeah, I got mine the day we finished. Dude! 
Gratties. Holy shit. Look at you. All right. Big stuff. There you go. So uh, you guys know where to find it. The YouTube, everywhere else. Sayori.tv. Much love. Going to run an ad, and then we'll see you over at my Twitch. Bye-bye. Bye.